All right, we are recording. Hey guys, um, this is my third time recording this. Ugh, I, <laughs> I don't even, I don't even know what to say right now. I'm just trying to get used to the format of recording a podcast because it's kind of weird not having anyone to talk to. Like I'm just staring at this cardboard cutout of my dog I have and pretending like I'm having a conversation with him. So we'll see. I think I was just overthinking the other ones and I was just so concerned with how many times I was saying, um, like, uh, but, but you know what? That's life. This is what it's like. So I apologize in advance for all of that. Anyways, welcome to Bring Your Own Baggage. I am Justine, your host of the podcast, and I'm here to talk about mental health and body image in college campuses from the perspective of a college student. These struggles are much more prevalent than you'd expect, so I'm here to let you know that you're not alone. Alright, let's get into it. So, first podcast episode, even though it feels like the third one, since this is the third time I'm recording it, but still, first podcast episode that anyone will hear. On the off chance that anyone um, besides my family and housemates, um, is watching this, I thought I would just introduce myself real quick, so I'm Justine, I'm a third year at UVA majoring in psych, and, you know, I wanted to start a podcast because I've struggled with mental illness and body image, body image issues ever since I got to college, and I think part of this was because I was just surrounded by all these beautiful, intelligent, athletic people, and I just was constantly comparing myself to everybody I saw, just walking to class in my classes that I'd see on the corner it was just constant comparison um I love listening to podcasts so I was like you know this is easy to do I'll just like pop on a podcast when I'm walking around listen to advice about the things that I'm stressed about while I'm stressing about them but I was having a really hard time finding a podcast that was kind of geared towards college age students because most of the ones that I were finding um kind of target you know middle-aged adults so I think, in my humble opinion, that there are very unique mental health struggles that come with being a college student, Um, and my goal is to help you through these tough times mentally and emotionally that come with being a college student from advice that I have from my personal experiences, research, and also advice from my peers because I would like to have guests on the show and not just film this entire podcast with just me and Cardboard Cutout Pilot. So just because I finally had the guts to start this podcast doesn't mean that I am completely mental illness free, you know, coasting through life. I still struggle with uh, anxiety, depression, body image issues, etc. So honestly, this podcast is for me as much as it is for you. And I hope you will join me on this journey to learn how to nourish our bodies and our minds. Was that cheesy? Kind of was. I'm gonna have to think of a new tagline. All right. How is everyone's week going? I'm recording this on a Wednesday right now. I don't know when it's going to be uploaded, but yesterday I had my first exam of the semester and it was horrible. I mean, okay, it wasn't horrible. It was like a little below average because it's just hard to take an exam like in your room. Um, I feel like I just need to like switch things up, you know, when I'm taking an exam and kind of like be in the zone, but apparently the best way to learn and to take exams is in the environment that you learn it in, so I guess this was supposed to be better for me, um, according to research, but according to personal experience, that's not how it panned out, um, but yeah, this week has been okay. There are just so many new stressors 
that I have this year. Also, just the fact that in college, you have to worry about, obviously, your grades, but then you also have to worry about finding time to exercise, you know, finding time to see friends, socially distance, of course, finding time to, like, make dinner, go grocery shopping. If anyone who's over the age of, like, 22 is listening to it, that doesn't seem like a very stressful life, I guess, because you're dealing with other things that come with being an adult. But college is an interesting transitional time because we aren't used to doing that and then suddenly we're like shoved into all of this responsibility and I I feel like at this point I just sound like I'm complaining now. Totally not complaining, just verbal processing. But if anyone else feels that way, let me know. Or maybe I'm just the only one that worries about what I'm going to make for dinner. Why is it so stressful? So I thought I'd start the podcast out just kind of talking about my story and my experience with mental health. I have been anxious for as long as I can remember, and some of my earliest memories are just being so stressed about what my teachers thought of me and whether or not the world is going to run out of bread or stuff like that. I don't know why those are my two main stressors. Like, And like it's stuff that doesn't really make any sense, but still I was concerned about that. Um, But it wasn't until my junior year of high school that I was formally diagnosed with anxiety, and part of this was because I was in my AP Lang class, and I remember my teacher was telling us about a project, and then, like, halfway through her little spiel, I could not breathe. Like, okay, like, I'm having an asthma attack, so I pop my little inhaler out, take a few puffs, and I still cannot breathe. And so now I start panicking because I'm like, I don't know what to do, why this is happening, I think I'm gonna die, that's me catastrophizing, um, long story short, I end up at my doctor, and she's like, so you didn't have an asthma attack, you had a panic attack, and I was like, what is a panic attack, and I really had no education, kind of, on what mental illness was, and, uh, disorders like anxiety, depression, OCD, etc. were, So it was just kind of confusing. I just remember her being like, I think you should go see a therapist. And I felt a lot of shame, honestly, and kind of embarrassed that I needed to go get help to function. So I did start going to see a therapist, and I remember not wanting to tell anybody that I was going. Um, I would tell my friends that, like, oh, I can't do this after school because I have a doctor's appointment which technically was true, but not really, and I just, like, was not willing to share with people that I was in therapy, and I don't think I really told anybody throughout my junior and senior year that, um, I was going to therapy, because, again, didn't really have much education on it, didn't know anybody that was going to therapy, um, I went to a pretty cutthroat, I don't want to say cutthroat, that's really intense, a pretty, like, high academically achieving high school, and I didn't want anyone to know that, I wasn't like them and I actually needed help, you know, just processing what I was going through and functioning like a normal human being. So things were going pretty good junior, senior year, but then two days before I graduated, my aunt passed away really suddenly and unexpectedly and that was brutal. That was my first experience that I'd had with uh, death and loss and I was really close to my aunt um, and I just could not wrap my head around the idea of death and just the permanence of it and I remember just thinking like holding on to that piece of hope that you know like this wasn't really happening and like I don't know they mixed up (laughs) my my aunt with someone else at the hospital and I'd be able to text her the next day and 
everything would go back to normal, but obviously that's not the case. And yeah, that was just really hard because I didn't not I didn't know how to process grief and process these emotions and I also didn't really want to go back to therapy because again, I had that idea that therapy was a negative thing and something to be ashamed of. So that entire summer was just kind of me like being with my family and like us just trying to process that and support each other together and that was okay but then shit hit the fan my first year of college when I was suddenly not with my family and not with people who understood the grief that I was going through and I don't like how do you go into your first year of college not knowing anyone and just tell someone hi my aunt died um I don't know how to process this grief. So I just felt really alone and like no one really understood what I was going through. And that was just a really tough time. So I was like, well, junior year of high school therapy really helped me. So let's try that again. One of my mentors my first year, she helped me set up an appointment with CAPS, which is the Counseling and Psychological Services Center at UVA. And I started seeing a therapist and was actually able to process this grief with her um, and process all of the negative emotions that came along with that and also kind of process this newfound, not newfound, this intensified social anxiety that I was having of just being in a completely unfamiliar face, like trying to make friends. I think everyone could remember first year, like your first year of college, like how crazy it is because it just feels like everybody is trying to like make friends and you feel like you have to just like talk to everybody you see talk to the person you're waiting with at the bus stop talk to the person in front of you like in line at starbucks and that was really stressful for me because i am a very 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 big introvert so i was like constantly like forcing myself to like have these very like service level conversations with people i knew i was never going to see again but i just thought that i was always behind everybody and i didn't have as many friends as everyone and that kind of just like pushed me to try to force these friendships. In addition to the grief that I was um, going through and social anxiety, I started having a lot of body image issues because I was terrified of gaining the freshman 15, which, side note, is a total myth. Like, you are probably exercising more in college than you are in high school or whatever because you're just walking to your classes, like, walking to friends' dorms, apartments, all that stuff. So I don't know why that even came about, but that's an entire different topic. I can talk about that for hours. Anyways, I was terrified of gaining the freshman 15, and I thought the only way to exercise was to run five miles every day, rain or shine, didn't matter how cold it was, how hot it was, whatever, I would be out there running, and I hated it. I absolutely hated running. I remember just being anxious about having to run, like not wanting to, feeling dread about doing that, and that's just not a healthy relationship with exercise. And I wish I knew this now, that you shouldn't exercise to lose weight. You should exercise because it's good for your body and it makes you feel good in the end. And you know, losing weight, burning calories, is just a nice perk of it. So that's when I had began my negative relationship with exercise, and I also... If I missed a day of running my stupid five miles, then I would not eat. And I just felt so much guilt and I felt like, oh, I didn't exercise today. So in this one single day, I will gain 15 pounds if I have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, so I would not eat meals, but then that would result in me snacking so much. Just 
not healthy but it was hard because you know whenever like I was walking to my classes I'd see like people running or like I'd see how like fit everybody looked and I just felt really self-conscious and again there was the constant comparison. I will say though going to CAPS really helped and just being able to talk to someone about what I was going through and get advice on this and just her letting me know that it's like completely normal to feel these emotions in college and especially after I experienced a loss like that. It was nice to know that, you know, I wasn't alone in what I was feeling. So by that summer, I was doing pretty okay. And the summer, I was great. Like I was doing fine. I was like back home with my family. I felt comfortable. I was surrounded by like friends from high school working a job that I loved and it was amazing. Um, and then going into the second year of college, it was rough. I had a falling out with some friends and I was just taken back to my first year of college, just feeling so alone, feeling like I didn't have anybody to talk to. My mental health got bad again because I was also like, I've been at college for a year. Why don't I have it? Why don't I have a hand- handle on this? Like, it seems like everybody else is thriving, like, they have their set friend group, you know, they're doing well in school, and I'm getting the worst grades I've ever gotten, I feel like I have no friends, um, again, catastrophizing, stuff like that, so this is when my anxiety and depression got really bad, and I started having thoughts of self-harm, which were really scary to me, because I've never felt like that before, and I was just internalizing everything, which was really unhealthy, because kind of reinforced the thought, the stressor that I had that I was all alone. That was a rough period, but, you know, again, I forced myself to go back to CAPS, um, and my, when I was telling my therapist this, she was like, I really think that you need to start antidepressants, and that was like, whoa. I, I didn't really know how to feel. It was also scary to know that I might need medication, to kind of control the thoughts that I was having because it all goes back to me not having education and experience and exposure to mental health struggles. I diverge for one second, but this is also why I feel like talking about mental health and talking about our stories is so important because I don't want anybody to feel like they're lesser for going to therapy. They're lesser for taking antidepressants because these are things that we need and that's okay. So yeah, then I started on antidepressants and this is what finally forced me to open up to someone about the really negative and scary thoughts that I was having because my psychiatrist was like, you need to ask somebody to monitor you to make sure you don't have any extreme mood changes and stuff while you're transitioning to medication. So I told my roommate, Brooke, I was like, here's the tea. (laughs) This is what's happening. Um, And I also asked her to monitor me. And that was just, it was such a relief to be able to share that with somebody. And she's one of my best friends now. And part of the reason for that, I think, is just because I just felt so comfortable sharing everything I was going through with her. And it was so nice to know that I had somebody at UVA that I could depend on. And in a way, telling somebody what I was going through, what I was struggling with, was really freeing. Alright, so where am I now? I am solidly okay. I don't go to CAPS anymore. I'm in the process of transitioning out to a new therapist. And, you know, I still have the occasional really horrible day. But I have a support network at UVA now that I know I could depend on. And it's much easier for me to open up with people around me and 
tell them what I'm going through, but also listen to what they're going through. Alright, this wasn't planned, but that's kind of a perfect segue into the next portion of the podcast, which is advice. Um, I just feel like I have to put it out there that I am not a licensed professional in any way. You know, these are strictly my opinions, just based on my experiences, so take everything I say with a grain of salt. But my first little nugget of advice for you is to not be afraid to be vulnerable with your friends. Opening up to my friends helped me so much because it showed that I wasn't alone in my struggles because most of the times I'd be like, hey, like, I'm stressed about XYZ, and then the person I talked to would be like, oh my gosh, I'm stressed about the same thing. I, like, didn't know that other people were stressed about stuff like that. And it was, like, not only a bonding moment, but it also just really feels like a weight has been lifted from your shoulders when you know that you are not the only one going through something and that other people are struggling with very similar things. College is really hard because it seems like everybody has their shit together, and that is 100% not true. I remember someone told me this analogy that, you know, college students are like ducks, like from the surface, they're fine, they're coasting, they're floating along, having a good time, but you can't see that under the water, they're little flippers. What do ducks have? I don't know. Whatever. Basically, they're working hard to keep themselves afloat, and that is like everybody at college, you know? On social media especially, it seems like everybody's just hanging out with friends, partying all the time, but you don't see, no one's going to post them being at the library for like six hours studying for an exam and then doing poorly on that exam, or no one's going to show them sitting alone on a Friday night, eating Oreos, calling their mom. No one's going to show that part of college, but those nights are just as prevalent as all the other fun nights posted on social media. This is something I truly believe, and talking about our hardships and stressors brings us one step closer to destigmatizing mental illness and creating an environment where people feel comfortable getting help and an environment where people aren't ashamed of going to therapy or telling people that they go to therapy. Social support is key, guys. If you get anything out of this podcast episode, just know that social support is so important. And you do have people who love you and people who really care about you and your well-being. Alright, this next piece of advice kind of goes along with that one, but that is to check in on your friends. Sometimes people are going through a lot of really tough stuff but are too scared to reach out for help. Um, Again, because of the whole stigma around mental health. And sometimes it's easier for them to talk about this if someone brings it up to them. So if you feel comfortable um, being open with your emotions, you know, you can maybe share something that you're going through that you're stressed about and then you could ask your friend like hey like you also seem like you're kind of stressed like is everything okay or like how are you doing stuff like that and like showing them that you care for them and you care for their well-being makes it much easier for them to open up to you in the future it doesn't have to be that instance when you ask them how they are that they have to kind of share everything that they're going through but just being able to kind of build the foundation for a relationship of openness is really important and allows you to be, you know, like a little, what are those things, a life vest? I don't know. (laughs) Be a little source of support for that person. My next piece of advice is going to seem kind of like common sense at this point, but if you are struggling with mental health issues, I highly, highly, highly recommend going to therapy. I know it's really scary and the intake appointments kind of suck because you kind of have to like pull up all of this trauma and memories that can be triggering but I promise you 
in the end, it is so helpful and it's really nice to have this consistency in your life of being able to talk to a trained professional every week in a space that you know is judgment-free. Therapy is what has gotten me through college and I have learned so many great tips for managing anxiety and depression. And I will share one in about three seconds, but kind of going along with that, I know that therapy is expensive and it can be really hard to get, but most schools have a counseling and psychological services center um, that offer therapy that's free for students. And if not, I'm a resource if you want help for finding a therapist that takes your insurance. Alright, last piece of advice for today is some of the best advice slash skill I learned in therapy, and that's thought blocking. How you do this is kind of think of your thoughts as radio stations. Uh, You have the choice to tune in and out of these thoughts. It's the same thing as being in a car and maybe a song you don't like comes on the radio station, like a country music song. Um... (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm gonna be canceled for that. Do people like country music? Anyways, basically you have the power to acknowledge this thought, realize that it's unrealistic slash negative, and tune out of it. You know, you don't have to give that thought any attention or focus. Every thought that you have does not deserve your focus. For example, just going back to what I was struggling with my first year, say, this is my thought. Oh, I didn't exercise today. I can't eat. I'm gonna gain so much weight. I'm going to be unrecognizable when I come home from winter break. I can acknowledge that thought and be like, hmm, this is something that's on my mind right now. But then counter it with a more realistic thought, like, I am not going to gain 15 pounds in one day. And even if I do gain 15 pounds in college, so what? Who cares? I'm still hot. I know this is really hard to do, and you won't be able to counter every negative thought that you have when you're starting it. But if you continue doing this and continue retraining your brain, it's really empowering to know that we're in control of our thoughts. Alrighty, so that is a very brief snapshot into my journey with mental health. And I'm definitely in a much better place than I was two years ago, a year ago, but that doesn't mean I still don't have bad days. Learning how to live with a mental illness is a continuous process, but I really hope I'll be able to help you guys overcome whatever you're going through by sharing my experiences and again bringing people on the show to talk about their experiences so thank you guys so much for listening if you made it this far um and remember to bring your own baggage next week i'll see you guys later